Hey, if you like what you hear today on our Splitting Hairs podcast episode and you'd like to hear more content from us, please visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash splitting hairs, and become a member. And with, by becoming a member, you'll receive very exclusive benefits. How about that, Max? That's cool. All right. Welcome to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. As usual, I'm Max. And I'm Nikki. And together we're Max and Nikki. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about kids. Men on kids. Or boys on no, kids. Boys on, no, uh, we're going to... Three dudes on kids. Men on kids. That sounds How about very. That? No, uh, I like that we're flirting with a little bit of a. I, I wasn't um, even intending that at first. No, and I know, I but that's myself. I thought that's part of the I joke. Think that's funny. That it, um, dudes but, on um, kids. We have, dudes on kids was the original. Dudes on kids. Dudes on kids. I think yeah. men on kids. Men on sounds, kids. That sounds <laughs> funny in multiple ways. In multiple it's, it's, ways. Yeah. Mul- it, um, anyway, uh, we have a special guest join us. Right, you today might notice the setup is a bit different this time around, and we had to make sure we could fit all three of us in. We have our uh, friend who has been on the podcast a few times, uh, Kevin Crooks, here today. Friend of the pod, thanks so much for having me, guys. I'm really happy to be here. Thank hey, you for joining thank us, Thank you for Kevin. joining us, Kevin. Uh, we always enjoy our deep analytical conversations, you know? Me too. Kevin is a critical thinker like us, and he's a perfect guest for splitting hairs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, before we get to anything... Um, Do we have any station business? We got some station business. Um, we, uh, this, this is something that I guess we haven't officially announced, but tickets are on sale for it now. Uh, Max and I are putting on a two man 60 style variety show called Max and Nikki tentatively titled a vintage variety show. Probably not to be confused. It tentatively called that because we probably will change that, uh, that title because we don't want to confuse people with our our live show called Vintage Basement. Anyway, it's called Max and Nikki, a vintage variety show for now. Um, you can purchase tickets right now on Union Hall's website, Union Hall New York, or UnionHallNY.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll be on Wednesday, October 6th. At 7.30 p.m. Um, and that should be a lot of fun. There's going to be uh, comedy bits, sketches, music, heartfelt songs, choreography, um, and some extraordinary whistling and some videos that should be funny too. Yeah. That's and we're right. all, we're going to pack all that into one two man show. So hopefully that'll be a lot of fun. That's right. Um, so all you New Yorkers listening uh, to this episode, get on it, get, get your tickets get, now, get your tickets now. Um, also, another thing I wanted to mention is this past week we released um, a uh, four part album of, Covers basically a couple years ago from Max, 2019 to 2020, Nikki we, and I every Friday would release uh, a video of us doing a cover of an. It would be a live. We would release a live music video of us doing a cover of an oldies tune or a jazz standard or an or occasionally a, an original. Occasionally an original, and we did that for a whole year. There were 52 videos that we released. That's right, and um, we decided, and we had several requests to put those on Spotify at the time. And at the time we were a little unsure about the 
sort of legality of putting out covers on streaming sites and not having without a license having a license and you well getting a license for all fifty two. After a be- lot of research, I uh, discovered that um, all those major streaming platforms like Apple Music and Spotify and Pandora, they have deals. They have a deal with all publishers where they pay out the publishers for any covers that are streamed on there um, or even sold on on iTunes. And so if you ever pay for licensing fees um, for covers to release them on those kinds of sites, you're just paying extra, superfluously paying um, for those licensing fees. Um, It's not that well-known of a thing. I don't think that's advertised that much that but I did do a lot of research on it, and I discovered that. And so, um, so recently, I decided, all right, let's 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 do it. Let's so do we it. Are, our, the album is called Max, Max and, and Nikki's Top Forty. We released the our forty favorite tracks from those fifty two videos. But then eventually, we were like, well, why are we? Why don't we just release most of them? And so we and have so another we album have called Max and Nikki's Bubbling, Bubbling Under Forty. And, and then, then we, we also have, have Max and Nikki's Christmas album. And, and you can uh, get that in time for Christmas. Well, it, it's, it came out just in time for the holiday season. Yeah, well, we're not quite I, there I yet. know, that's the joke. Oh, okay, that's right, the joke. right, right. It's not the holiday season um, at all. And then was there something... Um, so, yeah, but yeah, that's you right. just look up Max and Nikki on any of those streaming sites and you'll be able to listen to those covers that we put a lot of work into during that year. Right. Um, but uh, I guess, is that the station business? Uh, I suppose that is the station business. Um, how, Kevin, how, do you have any station business? You know, I wish I did, but I have nothing, I have nothing for station business. How are you doing, <laughs> Kevin? How, how are things going? Uh, you know, I know we're... I'm pretty well, you know. I'm doing pretty well. It's late summer. You're, and, you're uh, pretty well, and you're doing pretty well. Both, yeah. That's, that's, that's the long and short of it. It's late summer, and... Uh, been thinking about kids all summer, and now we're <laughs> finally here to talk about it. So there was a lot of built-up anticipation. But yeah, I'm doing well. How are you two doing this August evening? I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, I'm doing all right, you know. Um, just working hard at all these projects we're working on, you know. Yeah. You know, I think some, some uh, COVID restrictions had uh, been lifting a bit, and now they're getting a little... Uh, Less lifted with the Delta variant, so there's some interesting... And some other variants, even, I think. Lambda. There's this Lambda. Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Lambda, Lambda, Lambda from Revenge of the Nerds? Yep. I didn't even... Yeah, wow. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Weird and wild stuff. I, I did not know that. That is weird and wild stuff. Ed, did you hear about this one, Ed? The, the Lambda, Lambda variant? The Lambda, Lambda, Lambda I did not know that. I did weird not know that. Weird and wild stuff. Yeah. Well, um, now you know. Um... <laughs> It's, I guess it's bad. I mean, Del- I don't know. There's just, I mean, it's just a dynamic situation. You know, we're learning a lot. Everyone has their own comfort levels. I took, uh, I was on a plane. I took a flight recently to go visit my nephew <laughs> in Minnesota. And, um, I was surprised how comfortable I felt on the plane. Oh, was, really? Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't near anybody and I was wearing a mask the whole time and everyone else was, and it, it felt it felt okay. Um, wait, wait, I'm sorry. You weren't wearing a mask? No, I was. He oh, was. Okay. We he said were everyone wearing, was wearing masks. Yeah, and felt we were very all wearing masks. Um, you know, I've been out and about during the pandemic a little more than you two have, so there's probably some, some of that is at play. Right. I have... Uh, 
Oh, I see what you're saying. So uh, because your perception or because of the way you treated the pandemic or how you interacted with that or the quarantine, uh, your perception of how people act on the plane might be more um, reassuring, I guess. I, I work with folks with disabilities in employment services. So I, I go to a lot of offices and other work sites, stores and stuff like that, and have been doing it since like summer of 2020. And so I have for work had to sort of acclimate to being in different spaces mm-hmm. and feeling as safe as possible given, you know, the circumstances. And so I think that I maybe was a little more comfortable on the plane than I would have been if I had been spending the majority of my time at home and really limiting time outside in the right. community. Um, uh-huh. Well, cool. We're about to take a plane as well to go, amongst other things, visit our nephew, our first nephew. You have a nephew? We now do. <laughs> uh, so, Kevin says that... Uh, He's affecting surprise almost, but it, I he, am? he knows that we recently had, or, or our, we didn't have the kid, but my sister had a kid recently. Uh, so here's the, the, so uh, I guess about a month and it's half safe ago. to maybe just start this topic, I guess. So well, we're, no, no, hold on. I okay, just want um, to okay. touch up on one thing. Our older brother did a gig recently uh, in Portland, I believe, and he flew from Los Angeles to Portland and he did not feel super great about that actually he saw some people they're supposed to wear masks and he saw some people on the plane not wearing masks has he been doing oh so he's felt bad specifically about the the plane thing that's surprising i feel like the when i was on the plane i saw flight attendants actively correct people like put that that's good that's good they should be but i don't think that the plane he took was like that what what airline did you take delta (sighs) that's the best that's the best one my brother works but, for Delta. Well, that maybe that's because they oh, your have, brother works for Delta. Half brother, yeah. Well, maybe oh, man, nice. maybe they're because maybe it's because Delta's dealing with the Delta variant very. Well. You know, it is that's, very funny. That's the well. That's why they're. Do you doing know what so well. uh, airline we're going to be taking to go to California? United you, you, UA Lambda Airlines. Ha 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 ha! That's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good, Nikki. Um, no, I I kid. There's no Lambda Airlines, but maybe I should start one. Um, kids, do we want to have children? These are three. Well, hold on. Time out. Kevin, how do you feel about kids? I love kids. So I have, uh, I, my parents got divorced when I was 13. (laughs) I had a difficult time in my teen years, um, sort of conceptualizing the idea of having kids, which was the primary way I thought about kids was whether to have them because I didn't have kids in my life otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, Can I ask a um, a personal question? I mean, I brought it up. Keep going, yeah, sure. Um, do you? How did you feel about your parents being divorced? I mean, in general, it was like really emotionally difficult. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I started like smoking weed when I was twelve because I mean, the divorce played a huge role in that. Oh, really? But interesting. Did your siblings react the same way? Uh, we all had our different. We had we, similar. Yeah, some, we all had different stuff. Um, and I won't talk about their situations in as much detail, but. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a hard time, and uh, so for for a number of years, I didn't think I'd be able to have kids because I was convinced that like being, because you were impotent for a while. I was for quite a <laughs> from while from smoking all that no, weed. Yeah, yeah, it's true. 
And so I thought fatherhood was off the table. Yeah, I didn't even get it up. And um, well, there's an adoption, of course. There's know. always adoption. We were going to, you know, adoption is a good topic. We yeah, should explore it. Yeah. But uh, no, you know, and then in, in college, started working with kids, went to China for a while and taught English to kids for half a year, mm-hmm. came back to the United States and started sort of mannying for uh, a couple youngsters. I'm with sorry, manny? Nanny for a man. Oh, a man. oh okay. I just nanny. did not. I did not. Uh... I don't know if people use that word anymore, but um, for some kids with uh, I disabilities. I thought you were talking about like you were giving manicures to kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like a mani-pedi, you know? Yeah. I was manny for kids. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and then uh, so started interacting with kids more. And then that made me realize I really like love spending time with kids, love interacting with kids. And, um, and so you ultimately you would like to have kids. I'd like to have kids, yeah. Yes. Do you want to have Although, a lot of kids? I, I will say that having been in New York for the last 10 years, I don't make very much money. I have come to uh, an understanding that I'm probably too poor to ever have kids. Um, and that the only way I'd be able to have kids is to like totally overhaul my career or to marry a wealthy woman. Um, well, does she necessarily need to be wealthy or just well off? Well off. Sure. If you, I, yeah, I maybe don't draw as big a distinction between those two terms as well. I think you're I mean, overestimating I'm, the cost of kids are. Uh, yeah, I you're mean, expensive in New York. Oh, I guess in New York. Oh, if you plan on staying in New York, yeah, I don't want to sure. leave New York. Yeah, you you want to? You would like to live in New York long term? Yeah. Cool. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, um, genuinely can't imagine living in another city. Cool. That's cool. Um, That's cool. The train pedestrianism. Uh, <laughs> you have. Uh, is it okay to say that you do have a girlfriend? Is it okay for me? Yeah, to say? sure. And, yeah. Does she, and she would be happy staying in New York. Yeah, for the she's, long-term? she's from New York. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Um, and uh, anyway, so you would like to have kids then? If, uh, I think so. If, if money well, wasn't a concern, you would like and to have kids. Have and you? Have how you, many kids would you like to have? Not many. One or two. One or two. Would you like to have two so they have sort of? Um, yeah, they have a friend. So there's not. Yeah, the only child problem. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, there's a lot of. Well, yeah. I don't. I, I don't. One of our know. good friends is an only child, and he's turned out great too. But I understand. Yeah, he's always wished he had a brother. Siblings. So, sisters, I think sibling. I mean, my sibling. relationship with my siblings have been enormously um, important for me in a lot of how I have developed. You just can't socialize. I mean, socializing with people that aren't your family is different than socializing with family. Very sure. Socializing, very like learning socialization skills with family members who are around your same age and like developing that together, I think it is really profoundly substantial and, and shapes a person. And uh, so I, I think, you know, but uh, how about, how, so, yeah, so that's how I feel about that. And you two have siblings as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's, <laughs> yes, that's uh, true. As many people know, uh, do you want kids? Uh, wait, hold on. We'll get to it in just you a sec. Stay with well, me? we want to. We just we do want to say a few, that a few things that I, I wanted well, to. Get. Hold on, do it, yeah. we do want to establish this. Let's okay, do it. Kevin has a sister who recently had uh, a baby boy, and um, what's June funny? Eighteenth, June eighteenth. Our sister, just a couple weeks later. Had a had baby, a baby boy. boy, and our both our sisters are the same age. Kevin, Kevin, 
who's also a January birth like us. He's only his birthday he is, is a, a year week earlier than ours. He is a year older than us. I or will no, say. wait, sorry, your birthday is on the. Your birthday is on the. You're 88. Yeah, we're 88. Oh, your birthday is on the 12th or 13th. the thir- the 13th. I so forgot that. I thought we were the same. Kevin's year. birthday is two days before we're same ours. Age as our friend Andrew. Yeah, got it. Yeah, um, we're actually 15 days older than Andrew. Right. Um, so who's also a January birth. Yeah, but Although a different, different sign, different sun sign, different sun sign. Apparently, where if that matters <laughs> at all. Aquarius, huh? What's the song? It's a, I was going to say. This dawning is the dawning of the age, age of Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah, you know, I played the lead in the musical Hair, which that song is from. I didn't know that. My, My girlfriend s- just just on a trip we just took together bought a vinyl copy of the soundtrack. There's a lot oh, of really? catchy tunes. There's in a that. lot of good tunes it's from good, that. It's Although the musical, the musical itself is not is that not great. great. There's not much of a story to at least the stage version. The movie, however, the movie is, is pretty good. good. Is good by Milos Forman directed it actually. Oh, Milos Forman mm-hmm. directed it. I've yeah. never seen that. I've also never seen his famous like what is a Hungarian film about the firefighters? About Sorry, the, yeah, a yeah. Hungarian film about the firefighters. I what's, don't know that one. What's the film he did before Cuckoo's Nest that was so fam- that was like in Hungarian, I think. I thought it was called like the Fire Fi- Fireman's Ball or something. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I, don't know. I didn't know he did hair. That sounds really fun. Sorry, you can cut all of that. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. No, I, we don't have to cut that. No, I have to I, cut this out. I, I, but hair, hair seems really fun. I've never seen it. You like the movie, not the stage play, huh? Well, well although stage play is more I'll, like these vignettes. I will say this: whereas the, the the movie itself. There's a it's more of a narrative. Kind but of. I will say this: I did have a lot of fun performing in that musical and um you know made some fun friendships in in high school doing that and it was it was cool it was a lot of fun and i got it was a kind say, of a nice last it really it, it was, was senior also year. it was my senior for, for year i wasn't in it though. and also i i i was the lead in it and i i felt you know i really got that bug you know performance bu- bug especially after that because i was like oh man just all the sort of yeah. Uh, how, how do you put it? Praise that you can get, you know, from performing <laughs> as a lead. It, it's good it, attention. It feels good. It's a yeah. good. Uh, if right, you seek that, attention like that, that's it's nice. It, you know, but it's that nice the, to it's nice to feel that kind of praise. You know. Yeah. I mean, so you're saying you so everything like performing because since then has been downhill though. Um, no, I'm joking. Kidding, I'm joking. Um, so we we are uh, back so to your, I'm a year ahead your of steps. you. You I'm are a year ahead of you. You're a year ahead. But our birthdays are close together. We have sisters the same age who had boys within a couple weeks. Couple of within a couple of weeks What's of each his other. Birthday? July seventh. July seventh. July seventh. And I just went to Minnesota to meet my nephew, Gene. And you are about to go to Los Angeles or San Francisco. We're about. Well, Can my I sister go? lives in Oakland, but. She's gonna bring the baby down to Los Angeles, and we're going to see the the baby for Got the first it. time. Baby name Ethan. Ethan, which is Max's middle name, actually. Is oh, that so? Yeah. Shouldn't have mentioned that. Oh, well, no, I'm just kidding. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. So the Ethan. full name. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I won't say the full name of the bit. But um, Ethan. Yeah. So Gene and Ethan. Yeah, I think Gene's middle name is Oliver. <gasps> oh my, my God. God! Oliver our, is our the nephew. Middle name, middle name is Oliver as well. Oh my so god! This is crazy. Fucking stupid. That is, wow. that is crazy. No Number of overlaps oh are just oh my god. Seen and bizarre. Oh and Ethan god. Oliver. That is Gene so Oliver. Funny. Gene I, Oliver. I can't wow. believe you just that said that. Is that ridiculous. Is so funny. I wasn't gonna say. I was like, oh, maybe I just. I won't say the baby's middle name. That's and very you just funny. said it, and I'm like. 
we got to say at this point. I cannot believe that. That is bonkers. That is so crazy. So much overlap. That's crazy. If you didn't think there could be so much overlap. If you didn't think there could be more overlap, there was just one more you know, piece to the puzzle. Isn't I that funny? Hilarious. And a not insignificant one. Middle names are like, there's, it's not like they both happen to be born in the AM or something. I mean, no, middle names are particular. No, and it's funny that they're both, it's the middle name too. Yeah, like, it it's wasn't not like the it was first the first name, name and the middle name. I mean, it's just that funny, so funny. It's funny that we were talking about I the overlap. Totally yeah. We're talking about the overlap and we discovered right another now. overlap it's within true. talking My about it. My mind is That is redonky lips. That is redonky lips. I am so... Gosh, wow. I mean, God. Gosh, I'm just wow. trying to let that sink in for yeah. a bit. Wow, wow. Whew, God. Well, I, I guess crazy. we know what to put up as the clip that we'll post on Instagram. I can't believe that. That's it right there. That is it right there. Wow. I got news for yeah. you. I mean, unbelievable. Anyway, geez. That's wow. ridiculous. Oh, oh gosh. I mean, wow. Uh, really remarkable. Really Meeting rem- him. Was incredibly fun. No, I'm sorry. Nothing could beat that. We should end the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just joking. Uh, I need um, a, I need to take a nap yeah, after yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. I'm just joking. Um, sorry, meeting him was incredibly fun. It was really cool. Did you have an emotional connection with meeting the baby for the first time? Like, did you? It, I because it's. I know it's not your baby, but did you have like? Because. I'll give you some context. We were on Zoom recently. Uh, it was my sister's birthday, and and my dad was asking us, like he was saying, immediately seeing the baby being held by my sister brings out an emotional response for him. Brent he, said that. No, our no, dad. All, our dad uh, and being held by his sister. By your okay, he's saying. I'm sorry about his seeing daughter. Seeing hold his daughter hold son. this baby, his grand, this grand, this grandson. Okay, and he was asking us if we have a kind of an emotional response and. I wasn't sure. I, I want to know if you have a, an immediate um, had an immediate emotional response to the seeing your nephew for the first time. I think it is different for grandparents. So one of the things that, like you know, when you watch siblings develop their lives, um, I experienced this when my sister got married. I experienced again with the with the child, which with other miles like more minor milestones. Like, there is an extent to which you see a sibling develop their life, and there's some element of alienation there because them developing their life is in some way, like, you become a little less central in their life, um, right? They're, they're, like, doing their own things. They develop other relationships that are more supremely important than sibling relationships. Oh, I... I, We could have actually done a topic on siblings because I... That's part of what makes... It makes me a little sad, I guess, uh, what you're bringing up is, you know, when a sibling has a baby or they start having a family, yes, they're, they're, I I would hope that our sibling connection doesn't, you know, go away or or it, it, well, it won't ever go away. It won't ever go away, but it, you know, their focus. It becomes a little more diminished. It becomes a little more diminished. I wouldn't even use the word diminished. I wouldn't say. It just changes. Like, and there's, first of all, I mean, first of all, my sister uh, told us that she was pregnant around Thanksgiving of 2020. Oh, that's what our sister told us. Our sister told us on Thanksgiving. Told us on Thanksgiving. I think we were like uh, a couple days on either side of it. I forget, but like, and like, I immediately burst into tears. So, like, I had. So, yes, there was an emotional reaction there for sure. Um, that said, and I wouldn't say it's diminished, but like, it's just different. I mean, first of all, there's like a comparative thing. Like I'm neither married nor do I have kids. I don't own a home. Cody's done all of those. 
And um, Cody's your sister. Cody's my sister. And uh, so there's some amount of like, wow, you're just like advancing. I mean, she's older than me, so like she should do some of these things first, I guess. But right. But uh, but yeah, there's some amount of that. And there's it's just like there's jealousy or envy or. No, uh, I wouldn't call it jealousy or, I mean, it's, it just makes you, it, it puts your, pers- it's put your, puts your own life word, into a certain perspective, I guess. I think of it often in terms of the word alienation. It's just like a layer of difference that wasn't there before. Oh, like now you're a homeowner and I'm not, or now you're married and I'm not, or now you have a, you're a parent, like you're a mom. I've never thought of my sister as a mom until she was a mom. And mm-hmm. hopefully eventually you'll be able to think of yourself as a mom. Yeah, I would love to be a mom. And you Mr. know, what? Mom. I've certainly got the tits for it. And with all this beer I drink. But like in all seriousness, I Yeah, I know. Like it took some hanging out with him to really feel like, wow, this is actually like I think for it to sort of kick in or um take hold that he was um like family and what it mean what what's the nature of a that kind of family member. Um I think it took a minute to re- to like it took some spending time with him to register a closeness. Um, I think after holding him, like I think I had to hold him for a couple hours and like spend some hours. I was going to ask, him. yeah, if you, how um, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like you know. I don't know. It didn't seem very real until I met him, and then even after I met him. He was very abstract in that, like, he was small, he was kind of far away, he cries a lot. You spent, I think touching is an important part of it. You spend a time, like, holding a person and, like, like this is, this is like a person, it's, an, it's like an organism, I'm holding them. I like animals a lot, like, they're so small, it's kind of like holding a little dog or cat. Right, and they don't speak they our don't language, language yet. Yeah. yeah. And, uh... So no, I I I, I uh, so yeah, you de- I don't know. I felt like I developed some kind of closeness. I think it's going to grow a lot in time. Sure, cool. cool. Um, has ha- had meeting him and holding him made you think you want to have kids even more? Um, yeah. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think so. I mean, look, kids are. I mean, kids are. Kids are difficult. Um, yeah, conceptually. Like, I mean, I oh, conceptually. I, <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of. I look, kids are of, difficult conceptually. I have a lot of issues with myself, and then like a kid is a reflection of oneself, and you have to like bring it up. And the only thing, the only like tool I have to parent a kid is myself as a parent and uh, like I'm a problem I don't know am I supposed to like raise kids I'm a, I'm a big problem I oh that's know. an interesting uh, responsible thinking actually about raising a kid is am I fit to be, fit a, to parent. be a, a parent sure am I well yeah sure and I think I mean you know whatever I, I mean I obviously like but I think that, that you're even thinking that way yeah. uh, reflects a certain amount of responsibility I think money's a big part of it sure um, well, only time will tell, I guess. Only time will tell, yeah. How about you? You're about to meet your nephew. What is the anticipation like inside your minds? <sighs> you know, um, I'm, I guess similar to how you were talking about it, I don't have like, I think it's great that my sister has this newborn baby, but I, I guess without the touch or without holding it, it doesn't, I guess the idea hasn't really of the baby hasn't really sunk in yet. And I, I, it it seems still, it it doesn't affect me that emotionally yet. You know, I mean, I guess 
it affects me in a way that it makes me think about myself more in that I'm like, oh, I'm an uncle. That is an older thing to be in a way. I mean, and not necessarily. I, I, I don't feel older yet. Time is passing and, you know, I mean, anyway, I don't know. I mean, but I don't know. I guess I'm sort yes. of excited to see the baby, right? I don't know. What about you, Max? Um, I am excited to see the baby, yes. Um, I mean, it's our for the first sibling to have a kid, and I think that is a, it's a neat thing to to have that. I'm I'm kind of more there's some a little bit of an emotion emotional thing with regards to my parents. Um, our dad, especially, is an older is is the first grandkid, and he's quite old to be a grandfather for the first time. I think uh, most usually people have. I mean, he's an older father, so I think it's cool that they're both. He and my mother are finally able to have a grandkid. I think I, I'm a more, more emotional about that. And, I think, and I think be, that's neat to, it, for them, you know, and and be able to see that happen. But right, but I think, am I personally that emotion? I mean, I I don't know. I I think it was neat to see the kid over Zoom, and that was cool. And right, um, I don't know. It's not my kid. I guess it's not. I I don't know. I I'm, I don't have a. A bond, I don't have a bond with this thing yet. Thing, it's hard, funny to call it a thing, but this this baby, I, I don't have a bond with it, the the baby yet. Does so. it make you want to have? I mean, do you does want? Does it make you want to have kids at all? Or I mean, seeing this baby, you know. You know, I uh, obviously we haven't seen we haven't seen the or held the baby in person. It's yet, funny because so. I did a lot of the things that you did post college. I taught English in France to. Uh, Four kids. What age groups? What? What? Or just four? Literally four children? Okay. What? Age, it was of the same ages? family, eight to fifteen. The fifteen-year-old though already knew English very well. I ended up not having to really do anything with him. But, um, but the eight-year-old was the one I most seven to eight. She turned eight during that year. Uh, I was her and the ten-year-old. Uh, I was focusing on more. Um, but it was very difficult. It was hard to get their attention, and. I also just thought I'm not good with kids. And <laughs> it made me think I definitely don't want to have kids, actually. Well, and then I subsequently, when I came back to America, I substitute taught yeah. for a while, and so did Nikki in I LA. Did, in, was oh, in the Bay Area. In the Bay Area. I, and right. I, yes, I personally, I primarily uh, taught in Emeryville, which is... Well, not me, personally. Which I, is in, it, basically Oakland, California. Well, and you asked me. I, I, was, I was still talking. Well, I know, but just that's the flow of the podcast, you know. Well, I, the flow we should interject. Be, no, well, I wasn't down. Where did you substitute? Teach? I taught. I taught in Oakland, in Emeryville, in San Francisco, in San Lorenzo, San Leandro, all over did the you, Bay Area. In Richmond, shape your feeling about kids. It made me even more not want to have kids. Why? Because they were just so difficult to handle more more often than not, and I just thought. I mean, granted, you're one person dealing with a bunch of kids at once. But it was just, it did shape my, you know, feeling about, I, I just thought, I just, I don't know. Maybe also I'm just not at the age to even be thinking about it. I'm also not secure, feeling secure in my, in my career. I, um, there's a lot of things I want to do and still want to accomplish. And I think I don't want to be neglectful to the child um, in any way. If I did have a kid and I'd, I feel like I'd also wouldn't want to, have some maybe some resentment if I had a kid in that the kid was uh, preventing me from 
fulfilling, fulfilling your certain dreams in my career. Um, and so if I ever did have a kid, I would want to be maybe at least in my 40s, probably 50 or something like that. Just come this way a little bit more. Oh, shoot. Um, yeah. Interesting. What, how did substitute teaching shape your view of kids, Nikki? Well, I'll tell you, in a similar way to, similar way to Max, I did not, I, it made me feel like I never wanted to have kids in my life because... Kids are hard to deal with. Now, granted, substitute teachers have a hard time because they aren't the, the, the main teacher. They're not the ones that see these kids every day. Although I saw those kids quite often because I taught in this specific Emeryville school district and I would teach there all the time. All the kids knew who I was. But um, it's just, it was, there were hard kids to deal with. And um, I don't know, it just made me feel like, oh, I, I, I don't know. I can't tame these kids. I mean, I would maybe I wouldn't be a good father. But then again, so that was then though. That was when I was twenty three years old. You know, twenty three to twenty. Okay, that's a long time ago. Twenty three to twenty five. Yeah, and it seems like it wasn't that long ago. Now time moves really fast when you're living in the real world. You know, yeah. when you get past college, you just things just accelerate like um, crazy, but exponentially. Yeah, I've recently felt different about kids. What um, prompted that? Watching Funnily, the TV series. Let me Sorry. answer, dude. Jesus. Sorry. God, you didn't want me to interrupt you? Well, that's just the flow of the thing. Sorry, ask me that question <laughs> again. <laughs> what prompted that? Rewatching all of the Wonder Years. Really? Yeah. How do you feel about the fact they're remaking it? I, th- I, think, I think it's, it's kind of cool. cool, actually, because kinda- they're doing it from a, a black fam- a, a black that's right. preteen's um perspective which i think is especially in the 60s is a kind of an, an interesting look in for sure i usually don't like rehashing of series or a new take on a series that had already been passed just make a new series but i think this is uh, this could make this for is appropriate a different, and i think this could be cool, it could make actually. for a different interesting series actually yeah um i have not seen that much of the original series so you rewatched it i rewatched i rewatched every episode and During um quarantine there are some very good episodes. Uh, there's some things about the show that can be a little cheesy sometimes. Um, cheesy, and it can kind of, you know, border on saccharine at times. Yeah, bo- yeah. It, can bo- it can definitely border on saccharine at times. It the, takes place in the 60s? It does. Uh, well, in the it 70s. starts off. No, in no, the no. 70s? It takes place, starts off in the 60s. I think it starts off in 1967. Okay. Maybe 68. And then it, he grows and, and it ends Fred in the 70s. Savage grows. Um, That's my Instagram handle, Fred Savage Gross. No, it isn't. It's not. Um, but the uh, it's funny that, the that both he and his brother were in these big coming of coming age, of age yeah. TV series. Well, I but guess they both. That's how a child actor the, is. It's the, coming of age. Yeah. The pilot episode of that show is so good and it's so well written and it ends so well. And um, I should watch that. Oh, it's really great. It's I, one, I of, the best pilots one of, of the best pilots. One of the best pilots. And of all I think time. it was wow. Also, in establishing what the show is going to be about, too. Right, right. I think that is and I'm just why getting it's also good. Goosebumps just thinking about it. But watching that pilot, especially, but really watching the whole series, it made me think, wow, you really see these kids grow before your very eyes. And it made me think, I think I understand why people want to have kids. Because if I had my own kid... It'd be like having my own personal TV show to watch. 
<laughs> you know, that was a it's, bit that we were trying out. For no, a while, but, but truthfully, it, yeah. I do feel that way. It, it's like it's an unusual angle from which to like reevaluate one's perspective on whether to have kids. <laughs> like, I liked these kids in a TV show. Well, no, but it's no. It's, what he's saying. What is, I'm saying is, it's like it's an interesting. It's almost. Uh, it's, it's not neat that, to it's, see somebody not, grow throughout. Yeah, yeah. You it's, know, it's their lives. To, it's neat to see somebody grow every step and, of the and way develop and, and, and to help learn them. help them develop and, and learn and that's the added bonus that uh, you watching a TV show wouldn't have is you're you're contributing to this sort of the development the development of this but it TV seems kind of cool to, to see how I mean I hate it almost seems like a weird experiment or something like that but the, the way you're putting it but it is kind of it's it's kind of cool to see these this person you know, go through these experiences and you've already been through all this, you know, you went through it and see how, how they might react to but it, their first crush it, or how they right. might react to their, their first best friend or they're getting into a fight with a, a best friend for the first time. And that's kind of, that's kind of fun, you know, but it also makes me feel like maybe, maybe they can, ex- no, I think that does sound, fun. maybe they can experience the things that maybe I didn't experience or I regret not being a part of and maybe I can help shape them to maybe not have everybody's going to have regrets but maybe I can help them shape them in a way that they won't have the regrets that I maybe had when I was a kid you know um in a, in a way you it, when you were so, a kid? lots I mean I mean I could get into it a mostly lot more. has to do with inaction than action you know right. it's uh it's better to act and even if you play the fool, if, even if you become a fool when you make a choice, uh, at least it's, it's uh, as John Greenleaf Whittier once said, of all words of tongue or pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. Mm. And you don't want That's to. Good. But yeah. it, so in That's a way, good. I, like I would be, almost, I could almost like live vicariously through this kid experiencing these things that I wish I might have experienced, you know, when I was a kid. Um, but it's also just a neat Not thing. To say that's that, regarded as an unhealthy approach to child rearing, right? You don't want the kid to be a vessel through which you... Right, you don't like, want to live vicariously through the kid. Make too. up your You're, own... So uh, that this is probably why I'm not ready to be a parent yet. And I think that I would want to maybe have kids when I'm like 50 or something like How that. How old was your dad when he started having kids? Our dad well, he had was, his first kid when he, he was... He had his first kid when he was about... Maybe even a little bit younger than us, actually thirty-one. I believe. No, 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 no. That is not. Oh, right. and that, is, a, that is. That is. That is. How old was that he is, when he had Brent? Oh, that's Brent. That is true. Actually, oh, that's what true. are you talking about? Um, oh. He was. He was. Uh, forty-three. Okay. He was fifty. Yeah, he was almost fifty when he had us. When right. We were no, no. He was fifty when he had us. He was yeah. almost fifty-one. Yeah, he was almost fifty-one. Yeah. Kevin. Uh, Got up early this morning for work. So now you... <laughs> that's true. Um, but but I... So I don't, don't know. Yeah, but I think by the time I'm 50, I will... But as Max said, I, I, I have a lot of career goals and I wouldn't want to neglect the kid. But I don't know. It's, it's cool to be able to help uh, uh, this being develop, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just personally... Why would you want to have kids? I don't have any... It's almost... It's almost as if I haven't. It, I'm so far away from even thinking about having a kid 
I don't even know whether or not I want to have a kid in the future. I just, that's not even on my mind, actually, you know? Right. Like, in my own personal life. Yeah. I mean, it is on my mind in the sense my sister just had a kid, and it makes me think about that kind of sure. a thing. But um, Do you think your sister having a kid, having had a kid, will uh, shape a lot of your thinking around these questions in the Depends coming Depends on how I feel about, years? you know, my sister's husband, he also thought he didn't want to have kids, and then his brother had a kid, um maybe, what, six or seven years ago, and they had to take care of the kid, and he was profoundly changed by that, and he wanted to have kids after that. What, why do you want to have kids? I really like spending time with kids. I like, um, you know, after I came back from China, I was a manny for a seven-year-old with autism who didn't have language, and so in many ways he, like, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff we did was... Um, kind of as if he were younger than seven. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd like read to him and make him food and stuff. I, I like spending time with kids. I, I, I find that, you know, I like how they're a lot different than I am. Um, I like, you know, they're often curious and um, funny. Uh, they're like dumb in funny ways. They're just like really distinctive and, and, uh, and like they're people. It's weird that they're people. Um, <laughs> and I like spending time with it. It is weird that there's people, also something yeah. particularly funny about kids prior to their teens, and that they are unfiltered. Yeah, um, like the emperor's new clothes, kind of a thing, where they just they will speak their mind, and it's honest. They have no, they don't have shame yet, or mm. they usually don't haven't experienced. In, in general, that kind of thing, kind of self consciousness starts to kick yeah. in when you're in your teens. For sure. And and it cuts both ways, like not having self-conscious, I mean like being being more self-aware and developing that kind of thinking also makes someone a lot more like coherent and sophisticated and like it makes minds Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, but no, I'm saying is, that's why it makes it they're weird. That's why it makes it it's kind of funny, it's kind it. of funny yeah, yeah, yeah. when uh especially as an if you're an adult and somebody is unfiltered or has there is something that um it kind of reminds you of them of a kid yeah. there's something funny about that too but that's what is cool about kids is they they just speak their mind and it's it's usually an honest thing you know? yeah so that's why i would want to have kids i like spending time with them i i feel like i am good at in, interacting with them mm -hmm. um they're fun it feels like inherently meaningful work to like spend time with the kid mm -hmm. do you ever feel like oh maybe you would want to adopt Yeah, I I, I uh, have a lot of cancer and heart disease and alcoholism and depression in my bloodline. I I think adopting sounds like a pretty great idea. Mm -hmm. oh, um, interesting. Okay. I don't I don't uh, you know need I have no like pride invested in the idea of uh, or, uh propagating a bloodline or whatever. Do you think right. it's a selfish thing for people to want to? Like they feel I think like it's really normal. I, I think it's very human. Uh, and I'd be lying if I said I had no aspect of that in my own sort of internal clockwork. But um, no, I, I, think, I think it's very human. I think it's hard to criticize people for wanting to have biological children. It's, I think, a pretty innate desire for a lot of folks. I think it's, 
I mean, it's built into us, into our biology. Do you to, feel like um, to you have, have kids, obviously? You know, say so. you had like a kid who was a biological kid, and then you adopted a kid. Do you obviously you don't know this because you haven't experienced it? But do you feel like you would have more of a bond with the biological kid than the adopted kid? I think it's an important caveat. Obviously, I have no idea. Can't imagine. I don't know. I I, I would. I think I am a. Um, I think that I am a particularly, I, I'm really culturally relativistic person to a fault. I have, I have a hard time like believing anything. Like I, <laughs> I, I, uh, okay. I wake up in the morning and I like, I, I just don't believe anything. I'm like a, a, what do you mean by that? I don't, nothing means anything. I'm like a broken, I'm a broken, um, interpreter of meaning. Uh, so like I, I am pretty sure that I would not have any preference sure. for a biological child because be- to you, that doesn't mean anything. That isn't, that doesn't mean anything more than having an adopted person, having yeah. an adopted child. So I guess you can say you don't have a, pref- you don't have a preference for a biological kid or, or an adopted kid. It wouldn't mean anything different to you. I mean, it wouldn't be, it would, it would, you would treat the kid just as if he were I'd like to think so. I have no idea, but you but know, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. I don't feel like I have a lot invested in my own biology because I think there's, a, I think I'm uh, pretty, pretty, uh, broken as a like genetic specimen, but who knows? <laughs> Sorry about to hear that you feel your, eh, that way about yourself. We all, we all have our crosses. I'm, I'm interested actually to hear about how your girlfriend views your opinion of yourself like that. But she constantly tells me to stop being so mean to my boyfriend is a phrase she uses a lot. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's funny. It's very, it's very sweet. What does your therapist have to say about this? Well, this no. might be ha- t- something that you're not comfortable with talking about, but I talk about <laughs> therapy all the time. Does your therapist think that's not healthy either? No, look, I mean, I'm, I'm like, there's a, I'm joking. I mean, you know, to sure. some no, extent. Sure. I think I, I, I know what you're saying. There is, there is, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. No. I. I uh, well, first of all, my. Therapist, I get what you're saying. Totally. By the way. Yeah. My therapist uh, is in some ways more conservative than I am. On Politically. A, no, in just, a, in a variety of ways, and in one of the ways is I think like the idea of uh, birth, um, having your own kid, means more to her than it might to me. Um, no, I, look, I, I, my self-deprecation. I think it is something that I've gotten a lot more control over as I've gotten older. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I like, look, I, I sometimes like sob in the mirror and ask myself why I don't love myself more. I, I think I am, am getting better all the time. I, I love myself. I think you I'm gotta admit person, it's so. getting It's getting better. Yeah. You gotta admit it's getting better all the time. It's true. And so, you know, it's an uphill struggle, but it's ongoing and like, yeah, I'd love to raise a kid. Do you, Just let it, me at him. Do you particularly like that Beatles song? No, I'm, you know, no. <laughs> really? You don't? <laughs> Not okay. a huge Beatles fan. Whoa. Whoa! That is a, re- a, That's a, a revelation podcast. right now. That's a different podcast. Because we just did a podcast on I our know. favorite Beatles album. I know. I mean, I uh, really? Are you serious? I mean, sorta. You've listened to extensively to the Beatles, like I all their have. their catalog. I have. Really? Who, do you, do you t- are you telling me you like the Rolling Stones more? I sure do. Yeah. Oh, I like a lot of bands. I think more. we need to stop this podcast right now. <laughs> Look, would you, you know, argue? Would you? But you can't argue the fact that the Beatles are probably the biggest band of all time, right? 
Yeah, I mean, biggest, like... Uh, like, they've had the most influence and... I think they were, they've been very influential. On popular music, I guess, right? Probably, sure. Yeah. Look, I, I, you know what? My, my issue with the Beatles is, and it's, and it's not something I like to talk about in public. It's like... Oh, well, we don't have to talk about it, right? I've, I've just heard, like, Here Comes the Sun at, like, multiple weddings and multiple funerals. You know, like, every Beatles song is so out, out, out there. It's so, like, ingrained in the imagination of society because they're I'm, all hits. Every song they wrote is a and hit. And I'm fucking sick of them. Like, I sure. don't ever need to hear another Beatles song again. And to the extent that I do, like, I listened to, like, Girl on the Run the other day about, like... Band on the Run? The one about, like... Um, the one on uh, the one on Rubber Soul where it's, like, you better run, little girl. Oh, run for your life. Run for your life if you can, little girl. And they, like, pause, run for... It, little girl. If you can, little girl. Uh, uh, run for your life. That's the end Little girl. Yeah, right. I look, I mean, and, and like, I like I, the, the most pleasure I take from them are from some of these songs that are a little less like constantly played at Target. But like, Beatles sure. songs are just too much. Like, I listen to them too, they were everywhere. Like, I was raised on oldie stations. So, did you like them when you were younger? Yeah, I've been obsessed with the Beatles for a long time. But like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, never, oh my never want to hear another Beatles song. Oh, so my. In, in other words, you're saying you used to. You used to love them. Sure. And now They're not great. so much anymore. I never, like, I... Do you th- feel the same way about holiday music? I feel the same way about the Alphabet song. That's the Beatles. Uh-huh. A, B, C, Except, D, e, surely except, you can't feel that... Ha- except when you have kids, your whole opinion will change. You want to introduce them to the Beatles catalog and... Guess what? The alphabet song. I don't think I and need the to do either song. of those. I think I can teach really? my kid the alphabet without that song, and I think there's plenty of other... They'll we'll listen to Stevie Wonder. I don't need it. Oh, Stevie Wonder is one, one of my, my top five, five favorite artists of all time. One of my top three favorite artists of all time. I picked him intentionally. I figured you'd like him. Yeah. The Beatles? I've seen him live. I've seen, wow, that's I've cool. seen Paul McCartney that, live twice. Stevie but. Wonder is the only one who is still living of the people that have influenced me musically that is not alive. I mean, that is well, still alive. That's that not true. We haven't seen Brian Wilson live, and he's... Definitely that's true, and I like true. I like Brian Wilson a lot more than the Beatles. I think I think Pet Sounds like, and I've listened to it as much as I've listened to most Beatles stuff. Although I don't hear it in public, as you much. don't hear Pet well, Sounds well because public it's not. Well. I would say it's not as accessible. The whole album through, I it's will say, so perfect. I would say, I would say, I would say, yeah, Pet Sounds it might be my favorite album of all time. I, I think it might be mine. It, as it well. might be the best pop album of all time. Yeah. I, um, so we've been watching these reaction videos recently on YouTube of like the people reacting to music for the first time. Do you know about these? Yeah. Um, and there are these two young black men from the South who have been reacting to like, they had a very famous Phil Collins episode or Genesis episode. Well, all, basically all of these. And Dream On. They had a very funny Dream On episode. And SNL did a, Black what do you call it? Like a joke about them. They did a skit. Oh, that was really? Like making fun of them. They're very positive, and like everything they say is uh, like favorable. Well, that's and how. That's what. That's a, how a most lot of, of these, them are. A lot of these and reaction videos the are always like. This is specifically, I think, two twins, yeah. maybe or two brothers. Oh, really? Okay, okay. And like Keenan played one of them, and was like, just like the joke is like, that's great. Oh wow, that's great, and just like everything's great. Yeah. What, what reaction well, videos are y'all? So watching? so well, I just want to say that just there's this guy who's also pretty popular and. I think he was based in San Francisco for a while, um, and he reacted to all of Pet Sounds the whole way through. And I actually sat there and watched him react to it because I was listening to it with him. And I'm like, I've listened to the album so many times, sure. but even listening to it, 
again, I was like, man, the lyrics are so good on these songs. I mean, I really identify with I Just Wasn't Made For These Times. Sure. Um, And the lyrics into that are are really good. And I lately I've been really feeling that way. Um, Like, I really feel like I wasn't made for these times. Sure. And um, I don't know. So I agree. Yeah, Pet Sounds is is awesome and it's well uh, i think just also from a production standpoint granted, it's really awesome the beatles uh, yes, yes. are my favorite band and, of all time and so. the beatles will say that they sergeant peppers would probably never have right. been made i don't know if, if, had, that sounds, if yes, not right. that sounds yeah it's the famous that's the famous that's what they say canard. but yeah i mean who right. knows i mean the the beatles were already going you know they had revolver which was already you know making you know making breaking you know making is waves that acid or Making yes, it is, and even Rubber Soul is like breaking formula, breaking like, ground. Yeah, yeah, breaking, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Um, I kept thinking, not all was of, making so, waves, but it's also I, I almost said breaking waves, like breaking the waves. I feel like <laughs> Rubber Soul is the one that first absorbed like the effects of Bob Dylan, for example. Right, no, actually, even on um, on on Help, there were on Help, there was you got to hide your love away. You got to hide your love away. That's very that's much hey, influenced you by got Bob to Dylan. Hide your yeah, yeah. Love. Yeah, yeah. Even right. John Lennon kind of. Affects his voice in a hey, Dylanist. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a hey, hey, you hey, got yeah. to hide you. Love it. I love that song. Um, but so Rubber like Soul Dylan. has I've like more songs like gone into Bob Dylan. Gr- actually, Rubber Soul has songs yeah. like Girl, which you wouldn't, not, you wouldn't hear at Target, right? Sure. Oh, girl. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So would you not? Would you be? You're you're more open to listening to those kinds of songs, or maybe you, I kind you of listen to them so much when you're going. It's just in the ether so much that it's yeah. just. Uh, for you, it's almost become sickening, is what you're kind of saying. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the answer to your your question, Nikki, is yeah, sure. The the less the ones I've heard, less I like more. Yeah. But at one point, you were obsessed with the Beatles, and you sure. you knew their whole cat. You yeah. know their whole catalog pretty extensively. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Interesting. I love their Chuck Berry covers. Me too. Or even their other covers. I, lo- I, love, I love their covers. Uh, and I mean, a go I've, to him. I've learned. Yeah. I've learned about. Artists because they covered their songs for sure. You know, uh, not just obviously I knew about Chuck Berry beforehand, but uh, this guy Arthur Alexander, he, their their version of Anna Go to Him is really good. Yeah, and I learned about this. It was just a one hit guy, Arthur Alexander. Who even knows that person? I don't even know if that was even a big hit back in the day. But yeah. they they decided to cover this this song. And now we know about it. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, how do we get on the Beatles? I mean, the Beatles are are what they are. Well, um. um I anyway, don't. we've we've talked enough about the Beatles. We talked about it in the po- uh, in the previous podcast. So let's get back on to the issue with kids. Well, what uh, or else not the issue with kids, oh, but kids. Have you seen Bye Bye Birdie? Have you seen that mo- that that movie or stage musical? No. Oh, there's Bye a Bye song Birdie. called Kids. There's a that. there's a famous song performed by Paul Lynn, Dick Van Dyke, Van Dyke and uh, Anne Margaret, Janet, Janet Leigh or Lee. Janet, Janet Lee. Lee's in it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what's well, Janet? Chitty, Chitty Bang Bang. That's a movie, not a song. That's in. a movie. That's yeah. a movie. Maureen Stapleton, I believe, is in it, right? Uh, uh, which anyway, and 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 Bancroft is in it too. Oh yeah, and she's like speaking of Mel Brooks, really yeah. very pretty in that movie. Wait, wait, wait Anne Bancroft. I mean, sorry, no, not Anne, Anne Margaret. Anne Margaret. Oh. Sorry, and 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 Margaret. Very different. Anne Margaret is in that movie, and she's sure. beautiful in that movie. Great. Yeah. Well, Anne is just. I mean. She's singing, she's dancing, she's beautiful. It's just like, well, this is a star right here. Yeah. I mean, this would, that, that's what made her a star, you know? Yeah. And there's yeah. no question that that was going to make her a star. But there, there's a lot of, um, 
there's a lot of kind of famous hits in that musical. Well, anyway, there was one one called it's called Kids. I think it's called Kids, but it's a Paul Lynn sings it and uh, oh yeah, Paul Lynn is in it too. Yeah. Um, so we have very different perspectives with this child thing. I enjoy spending time with kids. You've worked with kids professionally as well, and you didn't like it. And um, it was difficult. I would say I it was rather even, hellish, actually. Even being yeah, yeah. again, so that being was also as as a substitute teacher. Um, but even even teaching but I English see, to the kids in but France, not that there weren't not, even that, not that there weren't moments of sweetness, and I would see these kids, and they would be really cute sometimes, and I thought, yeah, no, not not to say that, yeah. And kids can be gross too at times. I yeah, just, sure. that's I just, it. For, for germaphobes like us. Oh, you're germaphobes. That's true. Yeah, it, I think though, if I probably had a kid, is your sister? I, no. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, she, yeah. Well, sometimes. I feel like I, you kind of can't be. As I a actually, mother. I actually feel like. Right. I guess so. Kevin, I feel like out of all the siblings, I'm the least germaphobic. For real? Yeah. Oh, I would think. Well, maybe he's right. I don't know. I I feel that way. How do you exp- How do you? Well, suppose- I don't know if we really want to talk about this actually, because I don't think it's fair to other siblings that may not want this to be sure. talked about anyway. How do you suppose that having the nephew, um, who you'll presumably see with some frequency, but still live on the other side of the country from? How do you anticipate <laughs> that will shape your view of these things? Uh, having kids. Sure. Or just them, of kids being a gross. A broader evaluation of kids in general, having kids, all of it. I don't know. I mean, I... Well, I'll I, tell you this. I, my, my, our, I'm, my I'm mom's side of the family, curious. We, How do you think your sister having a child, you having a nephew, is going to inform or change how you think about like possibly having kids later in life. You've both said that you're thinking about like the possibility of it as a later in life thing. What do you, how do you think like having this family member child being around will, will influence that? I think time, I I was going to say, yeah, time will tell. Time will tell. I mean, how close will we get to the kid? As I said, mentioned before, our sister's husband, he was profoundly affected by having a nephew and, but they also both, he, he lives in Oakland too. His his nephew. He would see the nephew very very. Do you intend to make an effort to well develop a close relationship he, with the nephew? Here's the thing. Um, so my um, we grew up seeing my mom's side of the family all the time, like our cousins on my mom's side of the family, and I've seen my my cousins on my dad's side of the family just a, just a couple times in my life, times, even less. And, and our uncle, my my dad's brother, I've seen. Uh, just a few times, I, I do have uh, maybe a, feel like a closeness with him though somehow. Um, but we saw him so infrequently because they lived on the other side of the country, um, and so hopefully that's not a problem. But I don't know how. I, I mean, we will definitely be coming out to California at least once we a always year. At- no, I'll end up usually, moving back to California eventually, though. Yeah, so that'd you be thought about like I thought you weren't planning on living in New York long term. Um, it's I've, up in the air, though. It's up know? in the air how it is. I want to put my musical on here. That is, and I I was kind of had this discussion with my brother recently, and um, well, we don't really need to get into this too much, but I've considered moving back to Los Angeles, not in not in the immediate future, but maybe. I don't know. If I had somewhere kids, somewhere a little after the immediate future, I guess. I don't if know. I had kids, though, I think I would like to raise them in California, though. I want them to be California kids. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. There's something. Um, you want them to respect fire. <laughs> I want them. I don't know. Wait, There's I just mean, um, that, Dixie, California. I always, is, I've always looked at. I New- think it's now the largest fire ever. Fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's really terrible. Um, anyway, I've always looked at like the difference between California and New York is people. The the beauty that people see in New York is for man man made reasons, and the people the beauty that people see in California is natural reasons, and I like that about California. You know, mm. um, I think I agree with your breakdown, and I like that about New York. That's interesting. Don't get me wrong; I like man made structures too. You know. Um, or just social phenomena. I think of New York as much more social than anywhere else in the country. Sure. I, yeah. Yeah. We walk around. We take sure. The train. I think you're you're also it's you're, you're almost forced to be more. You're almost forced to be more social because yeah. you, because of the how it is and exactly. The, and and yet you know the size of and the, yet yeah. do I feel exactly. like I've been more social in New York than I was when I was living in San Francisco? Hard to say. I San Francisco was so much smaller. It was you would get across town in you know, 15 minutes maybe. And, um, right. San Francisco, New York, there is an economy. I, we got to take the train. That is also, that's true. There is an economy of space in San Francisco, I will say. Anyway, Um, but that's a a topic for another discussion. One that we've already had before, but an economy of space, that's very European to me. Um, um, but yes, there are positives about New York too. You know, where we put our show on in, in New York, our vintage basement show, that kind of venue doesn't really exist anywhere else. And I it's cool think that's cool. You well, know? I think yeah. just those kind of subterranean types of venues yeah. are... And, and it's like still in a populous part of the city where you can just walk to. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, I just... I, think I remember actually one I, time that a guy just happened to walk into the theater before... And he's like, oh, I just saw the door was open. I kind of want to look in. And he's, for that guy, his his experience must have been cool, like just walking down and seeing this show happening. I mean, that's a, for a visitor, that would be an awesome experience, I would think, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, not, but it wasn't cool enough for him to pay for the show, I think. I mean, there wasn't a well, ticket no, for he came, I think he came, he much came later late, and I was like, oh, just you can watch I'm just the kidding. show, yeah. Um, but anyway, kids. Yeah, I, I mean, think we'll, time, time will tell. tell. Time, will, time tell. will tell how to close see. we get to the kid. Um, so time, time will tell is, a, you know, you're abdicating a little agency there. Do you have any intention or so do you have, do you have uh, any intentions about how to engage this relationship with a new family member? No, no, I don't. I don't know how that's, I don't know. I don't, okay. I haven't thought about I it. Don't Although our sister, we do plan on having a babysit um, when we go visit because our sister has a gig. And she asked so us. We know to that there's it. going to be some. There is going to be some time with closeness that we're going to have with the the baby. But mm-hmm. as far as a regularity goes, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we do live on another side of the country. So. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't thought about that yet. Yeah. Have you thought about that? Yeah, I would. I mean, I already basically go to Minneapolis twice a year. Um, right. I mean, we go we go twice a year to California. Usually, obviously, in the past year wasn't the case. Well, but you and so but you go to a different part of the country than where your nephew lives, I guess. Right. You go to L.A. and my sister will always be. I think we're always going to see our sister at least twice a year. Okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. I've I've been thinking about that. Um, I mean, I'm not going to move to Minnesota. (laughs) Right. um, Right. You want to stay in New York? That's what you said. 
Yeah. And I like Minnesota. I think the Twin Cities are great. I'm not saying it like they're a ridiculous hey, it, place to th- live. It's our city. Twin <laughs> Cities. But like, you know, I don't want to live I don't want to live anywhere else. And uh What's the That's difference? another thing in common. Hey. <laughs> You're from Minneapolis, Twin Minneapolis, Minnesota, Twin Cities. We're twins. Oh yeah. my god. What is better, Minneapolis or St. Paul? Minneapolis. It's I mean, got sorry, all that's of what the I meant. Minneapolis St. Paul is what I meant. Yeah. Uh, Minneapolis has has all of the stuff. It's got more people, more cultural venues, more restaurants. More. You're from uh, you're from Minneapolis. I'm proper. A, from a suburb of Minneapolis. No, I'm not from Minneapolis. St. Paul. No, just <laughs> <laughs> I mean St. Paul is kind of like. A, I'm just joking. No, yeah, people from St. Paul would hate that. St. No, Paul's St. like Paul's Staten, beautiful. the Staten Island of. No, St. Paul's like older. It's got it's got a, it's got like some older stuff that's nice. It's. Uh, I don't know. St. Paul's complicated. St. Paul's changed a lot. There, are, it's the Twin Cities have changed a lot. You know, like Minneapolis like, is where are there towers? The Ducks took place. Are there towers in? Right. Uh, That's right. Are there towers in each of the Twin Cities, and so they would be the Twin Towers? Ha ha ha! You know, I mean, there <laughs> is like an official definition that I think a lot of re- a lot of like sources use for what constitutes a skyscraper. And there aren't that many in the country. Like, oh, really? Um, and I think the Twin Cities probably have about ten of them. Really, that's and, a lot. And I, I think probably. Well, I mean, New York has I th- certainly three digits of them. I um, think um, oh, actually oh, in Paris, so, in Paris, they used to not allow buildings to they have very reach a very high point. They Paris, said they yeah, they couldn't do that, and they couldn't basically famously. build. Well, that's why they have La Défense or whatever. The like that. That like finance, oh, disc, yeah. yeah. That's like where that's like the wall. That's right. Here. That's far. I would see some. They would do some summer concerts there. Well, I right. remember when I was um, yeah. at Soccer Kerr um, with my older Soccer brother's Kerr. friend. And so gorgeous. We were, also, well, we were looking. There, there's a view of uh, of the whole skyline of Paris, yeah, and I remember yeah. the friend, Beautiful. my brother's friend, saying, "Wow, the skyline of Paris. There's really not that much to it because." His his way of looking at a beautiful skyline would be to see tall buildings Verticality, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was there is um, Montparnasse. There's a, a huge building there. Yeah. Um, and I I was always curious why that was in Paris. Like that wasn't on the outskirts or anything. And I always thought I don't I thought they had a, a a law against that or something like that. I guess that was okay for that for some reason. Or maybe it was an old law that's Exemptions not effective. Yeah. Yeah. And I just anyway, I was unsure about that. So. Um, Oh, also, man. Uh, well, okay. Oh, anyway, right. I was going to say right. the other part of Paris. That oh, we don't need to talk about Paris. We don't need to explain la bibliothèque t- Francois Mitterrand. I know, but we don't need to talk about. It's so beautiful. I love those. Yeah, that's that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, so you've been to Paris? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've sp- I spent like a summer in Paris. Oh cool. Yeah, yeah. I love Paris. It's like the only place in Europe I've ever been. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Oh interesting. Do you care to go to any other parts of Europe? For sure. Travel's expensive. I'm poor. Sure. sure. Except when you're in Europe, it's cheap. Sure. Easy Jed and Ryanair. Ryan and yeah, right. Oh, I once yeah. saw a flight. I saw this said this on the last episode from Marseille, France to Tangier, Morocco on Ryanair. Zero euros plus tax. The tax was five euros, so it would have been five euros for the ticket. I'd love to go to Tangiers. No, you don't want to go to Tangier. That's uh, we went there. That's not the highlight of our Moroccan trip at all. Okay, that, it, it's really changed my. I Our think dad it was, a, was adamant it was a, about us going. It was there. a destination back in the '60s, okay. but it, it's very much. Not Where do I that. want to go? Marrakesh or something? Marrakesh well, is cool. Is you want to go to Fez? You want to go to Fez? Sure. Fez is like being thrown into a movie. I mean, 
We probably would have being thrown into a movie. Well, it is. We probably would have enjoyed. I don't me- like that. Like that's what like I imagine. Like I don't ever need to go to Venice. I don't need to go to a place. Like I think Venice. Oh, seems you should. You should go to Venice. It's such a unique Venice city. seems fucking stupid to me. No, it's really cool. It's one of the coolest really cities cool. I, I've went to. It is really cool. I and am, we went to Arna Carnival. It's so though. fun getting lost in Venice. There is no. It's fake. I don't know. It feels like Disneyland. It's, I've never been there, so I don't know. I love like Disneyland. Disneyland. No, 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 Disneyland no. no. Is hilarious. First of all, it's I love great. Disneyland, but it's not like Disneyland. I'll tell you what's like Disneyland. Aix-en-Provence, um, okay. which is you know in the south of France. Um, that is like Disneyland. I still like it, though. I thought it was pretty. But, I, mean, I love Disneyland. Also, but it's, I, I, I think don't about, care for Disneyland. I, think I understand of, what you're I saying. I think of Times Square as kind of like I understand what right? you're saying in the sense Times that- Times Square it, seems like Venice, from my understanding. I've never been to Venice. No, so. no way. Not at all. No. All right. Although I will say, I can understand from the point of view of it feeling like maybe a tourist trap in a way or something it's like, like that. It's like too beautiful. And it's underwater. Yeah, but I don't feel that way about Times you know Square. What? I don't. Here's feel the that thing it's about Venice. Beautiful. Think about Venice. I actually like Times Square. Think about this about Venice. <laughs> there you go. Me too. I love Venice. No, here's I mean, look, the, I don't. Here's no, the thing about. Here's the thing about you guys. I'm sorry. Here's the thing about Venice. There's something cool in a weird, in a postmodern no, way. I remember about the first time Times I visited. Square, I, I guess, the first time I visited New York City was in 2009, and I remember taking a picture in the middle of Times Square with all the flashing lights and everything. I thought this is a cool photo. I like this. This is cool. But no, Venice, think about this. It's the only, there's, there's no cars at all. There's no bike. Fire there's no, Island. There's no bicycles. There's Why just, aren't there bicycles? There's just, Why there's not? Just, there's just gondolas. Like, but there's gondolas, there's water taxis. And water taxis. All right. What's the difference That's between a gondola cool. and a water taxi? Well, a gondola is just, a water taxi is like a, a bigger boat. Does it have a motor? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gondola is a, a dude with an oar. Dude with an oar. And yeah. it's expensive to get on one of those. Okay. Well, you know what? We got to come to the end of this. Soon, yeah, let's do it. Oh, so, kids, I'm I, I'm probably going to have them. Uh, well, I I'm, will say I'm dating a woman who I've been dating about a half a year. I'm pretty sure we're going to get married. She is the love of my life. Oh wow! On our first date, she we we spent a bit of time talking about how it's potentially pretty unethical to have kids. We talked about climate change stuff like that. Um, I think since then. Uh, you know, we've each made comments here and there that indicate maybe more openness and interest in having kids than the initial conversation indicated. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're leaving us hanging there. To be okay. continued. To be, con- to be continued, huh? Yeah. Um, well, man, love of your life, huh? That's great. For sure. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Hopefully she listens you to this podcast. She episode. won't. I probably would have talked about it differently. If she won't. <laughs> <laughs> you tell her, please don't listen to this. <laughs> no, she's, I mean, she doesn't, she won't. No. Okay. Does she not listen to podcasts? Uh, not a huge podcast person. Um, I mean, I'm not, we're, we're not a huge podcast person, but there are podcasts that I do listen to. I mean. Yeah. I just don't think she'll listen to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, no, well, no, I was going to say if she had per chance listened to it, she would hear you declare your love for her, uh, which, is, which would be, has she had, had, I'm sure your past, you've declared your love for each other. Yeah. For sure. Gosh, yeah, sure. gosh, icky the way you said that. You <laughs> said declare love. I'm just picking back. I didn't off of what say you... it the way you said oh, it. Oh yeah, we, my we love gosh. each other very much. I think we're both really excited about a relationship that has an enormous like potential and future. Has she met your family at all? 
No. Well, she's met Kelly. My sister used to live here, remember, for the pandemic with her dog and That's her right. boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and she met them. She has FaceTimed with my other sister, who just became a mother, gave birth to my nephew in Minneapolis. She has not interacted with my folks, which I'm not eager for her to do. Um, oh, why not? Well, let's not get into that. Oh, we that. won't get into that. Folks are complicated. Sure. I have a complicated sure. relationship with both my parents. Gotcha. Um, um, hey, I can understand. Oh, that. one last question. What you, what's your parents' reaction to the nephew being born? Um, they're both googly-eyed about it. It's it's they're they're so into it, you know. When like something like people are too excited about something, and you you have like to put on your sunglasses and be like, okay, I'm not one of those people, you know. <laughs> like I, they're like so googly eyed about it that I sometimes have to like spit on my phone and be like, this picture is not that cute. My parents are being too much. No, I mean <laughs> like the the nephew is very cute. My parents are 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 extra, and they're too extra. I don't. I feel like being a grandparent is like. You get like a license to like masturbate in public or something. I don't know. It's just nuts how these people behave. It's insane. <laughs> um, I don't get what their deal is. And I don't love it. Uh, what's your folks' reaction like? I mean, I mean my dad is very ecstatic about ecstatic it. About it. I would the, say my dad has been more gra- vocally ecstatic not about a, it. Than not in any grating way, though. But yeah, you said it was more. Was it you said it was more emotional than the kid itself in some ways for you personally initially because you didn't know the kid. You have an emotional investment in the relationship with your dad. Seeing him be so emotional about it was kind of more moving to you than the. Oh, I said that. You said, said that. Sorry. Oh, yeah. oh I, I would just, never say. That. I I was moved by that in and by for both my parents because. Because it is their first grandchild, yeah, and it's moving. I think they, they are. It's nice that they are alive to have. have yeah, have you know a, what? That's compassionate and generous. Yeah. I I have uh, some unreasonable hostility there. I think I think they're really enjoying the grandkid, and that's great for them. And I and I love that. And I should be probably a little more <laughs> compassionate about how. Um, exciting it is for them that's uh-huh. great that you uh-huh. can appreciate that sure it was cool our sister was sending uh pictures of the kid to us in the past month and a half and it's interesting to see how much the face of the kid changes because when they're they're born you know going through that canal and everything they look weird as hell they, they look really weird yeah their face is kind of squished Contorted. and then, yeah and then Not it good. actually comes into its its own yeah after a while and it's why it's, it's interesting to see that for sure yeah. yeah, no, they're 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 weird. Their weight changes so. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, they're very, third, dry, very drastically. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when it comes down to it, kids are weird. Kids are weird. And Should that's they even exist? that's the way we're gonna end the episode. No. Okay, great. Um, so I guess when it comes down to it, is some of us here, a couple of us, one of us wants to have kids for sure. One of us, although they don't know if that prospect is. It's likely, I don't know, but we'll see. Um, one of us maybe wants to have kids, or two of us maybe want to have kids. I well, guess. one of us doesn't even thinks that they don't want to have kids, probably, but it's so far away from that idea of having kids. I'm not even. I can't even. I don't even know if I don't. I, I don't want to have it actually. In a, to be honest, how, and how do you feel that way about marriage? No, you want to be married. I do. Yeah. I think Today that's Nikki. I think it's cool to find somebody that you feel so um, I don't passionately know. in love with, and that you 
It feels that you, really that incredible. you just feel and you're that comfortable with that you're like, I can't think of life being without you. Yeah, and I yeah. want to. Be, I, I, I want. I I can so imagine good. my life, the rest of my life with you. I think that's a, a neat idea, and and getting married is signifies that. Yeah, you know? I I don't. You know, I would want to meet somebody to spend the rest of my life with. I don't know the necessity of actually the act of getting married. I don't know if that's really necessary, but it's good for taxes. Right. There you go. I would like to think it's true that if I ever got married, that or by the time I met somebody, I would we would be. I would like to think we'd both be successful enough that we would need to really not worry worry about about taxes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, But even still, you know. um, But sure. I mean, I, if the partner wanted to get married, then I would, you know. It, but also, there's something unromantic about the law getting involved with your partnership with somebody, you know. I understand that. You know, I went when I went to college. There was a uh, like political philosophy professor named Tamara Katz, I think. Good. I, I know her name is Tamara. I don't remember her last name. I think it was Katz. Whose whose whole like shtick like you know how academics have like an angle like her thing was that she she didn't think that it made sense for the state to involve itself with marriage she didn't think marriage should exist as a civic matter it should exist as a religious matter if you're religious get married or a spiritual or just a personal i I agree as a civic phenomenon she Mm. thought it was like politically retrograde and very bad i totally agree with that and it was a super interesting case to hear her make i hope i I can understand with that yeah, no, I see. I see that. I mean, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's one of those things where like society isn't structured that way. So like, I, I, I won't abide by that prescription. But like, I, I totally agree with it. Yeah, sure. It's interesting to. No, the, I get that. It's interesting the idea to 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 think of meeting somebody. You know, we we were talking. Sanctions. Yeah. We, were, we were talking about this before. How we're close. I'm very close with my siblings, and you know, obviously, I'm very close with Max, who's my twin brother. It's interesting for me to think that I could eventually meet somebody that I would feel even more of a closeness with than I do with Max. I don't know if that's possible, you know? Well, I, it would be it, cool to it think It would be that a different would, kind of closeness because it would it's be, somebody that you hadn't grown up with, spent every almost every day together, you know, until you're 18, you know? Uh, that's... That's something that one couldn't take away, or just that's something that one somebody you just meet couldn't ever have that experience. But you'd find a different kind of closeness with that person, you know, that you sure. wouldn't have with with me. And I guess to explore that kind of closeness, it would be like, you know, in counterpoint to you'd you'd have to establish some kind of distance, like like as I was talking earlier about a phenomenon of alienation between me and a sister making yeah. steps like you need, you need to identify a distance or an alienation in a relationship in order to find another relationship closer, right? Like if it's closer, it's cl- I mean like the most obvious example is physical intimacy, but like, right. Um, there are other emotional intimacies that emanate out from that. Sure. Right? There's some things that we also on an emotional level may not it, 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 because we, it's a weird thing that because we grew up with each other, talking about certain subjects feels a little uncomfortable in a way. An example, maybe sometimes divulging intimate details of things. I kind of I, I like the idea of it just keeping it with just that person and you. There's something 
Um, sure. You're talking about talking about sex. So we're talking about. No, it doesn't even have to be. It could be just other things that sure. are in relation to yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yep. I think uh, just just it remaining between you two. Sure. I think there's something more intimate about Don't it for one, tell. and also it's there's something respectful about it. Yeah, I think. For and sure. I also think it's just uh, that is. It's such a private thing that I also don't want. I don't want to ruin that by talking about it with anybody. I understand anybody, that. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That said, I've noticed recently that there's certain things that Max is less willing to divulge about his personal life in public settings, such as this podcast, where I'm more willing to talk about that stuff. And initially, oh, but that's not to say that I wouldn't be willing to divulge that stuff to Nikki. No, though, I know. But I initially, just, we were going to. Um, initially the first episode that we were going to relaunch this podcast with was going to be dating sites. And I was talking about personal things and Max was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like talk about this. And I, he seemed to have more of a hesitance to, to talk about, you know, maybe more intimate details about your, sure. Your personal life Sex than I did. Personal. And, um, but I, I was more open to talking about, you know, meeting people on dating sites. I don't know. Um, but you also had more experience and time with dating sites than Max did. I have sure. no experience with dating sites. There you go. Still, but, but I mean, when I got on board with it, it was during the pandemic. Right. So it had a lot of those of you, those of you who are yeah. listening, but I haven't, you know, those of you who been listen, barely out of the pandemic. Those of you who are still listening. kind of in it actually. Yeah. yeah. Those of you who are, those who are listening to this podcast, I mean, our, our episode was subject was initially going to be online dating sites, but we decided, We'll save that for another time. Um, but a part of the reason I wanted to do that with you, Kevin, was that um, I think having somebody else with us talking about that, Max might be more likely to be open to sharing his thoughts on that kind of subject. I remember in tw 2007... Uh, when my first close friend developed a significant relationship with a woman he met on OkCupid um, and thinking like, that does not seem legitimate. And I am now like, I'm pretty sure going to marry and have kids with a woman I met on a dating app like six months ago. Um, I have come a long way on dating apps. I think they're great. I would love to talk about them more. If you wanted to have me and Gidana on the podcast or whatever, I, I would love to talk about <laughs> it more. Um, but it seems fun. Yeah, we'll we'll do that for another episode. But um, this anyway, has been a fun on discussion on kids. Yeah, um, kids. We could keep going, but it's... For sure. Um, well, we gotta, I think the thing that we got out of this discussion that's been the most we significant... We Well, no. No, that was the most... The, the is, most significant is that... that our, both, both of our, both our nephews, nephews, their middle, middle names name is are Oliver. Oliver. That's insane. Yes. That's pretty... God bless us all. I mean, and Oliver's not a common name either. Not that common. That's not, just... Yeah. That is weird and wild stuff. That's weird and wild stuff. My dad kept that. calling him Ollie. He's like, he's going to be called Ollie when he grows up. Um, my sister Your dad's a skateboarder. <laughs> well, no, Ollie, that's what they refer to as, um, you know, Stan, Stan, uh, Stan Laurel and... yeah. Oliver. Oliver Hardy. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, well, but you he know, would be called Ollie, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I saw. I watched Oliver. No, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I watched. I watched Oliver during the 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 musical oh, film yeah. Oliver during the quarantine. One of the I best. Seen that since childhood. One of the best movies I saw during the quarantine. Wait, what movie? Oh, Oliver. Oliver. 
Um, anyway, yeah. kids okay. can be, uh, it's a tricky subject, but uh, I think we got to the bottom of a lot of things. Sure. Mostly Kevin, that so having a kid is like watching a television t- show. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Kevin, thanks for joining us on of today's course. episode. Do you want to sing, like, what is it? Cocker? Bob Cocker or something? Joe like that? Cocker. What, Joe Cocker. Would you, yeah, what would you do if I sang out of tune? If I sang out of tune, would you stand out and walk out on me? You kind of got <laughs> into a different key. Would you stand there and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. And I'll try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, now I'll have Do you, do you like that version friends. better than the, more than the... Uh, I do like it more than the Beatles version. And when I was a kid and I would watch Wonder Years, which I never watched, like, religiously, <laughs> but that, just like the idea that the song could be done so much, like, dirtier with his weird voice and stuff, and that triumphant moment where, like, after the sing out of key line where it all right. like, kind of erupts with, with the kind of the, singers. the gospel scene. Yeah. At, like what it had like a pretty impactful. A yeah. Yeah. It had a huge effect See, on me. I think there's only one Beatles cover that is better than the original and what that's earth, wind and fire's version of got to get you into my life. Never heard it. It is Not so a, good. I don't know a lot it's of really wind good. And fire. Great. Oh, but actually, they're one of my favorite bands. I would I agree that I, I do like the Joe Cocker version more. Maybe because I heard it before the Beatles version. Oh yeah, because watching I watched the show. I watching the show before. My thing about I got the Joe. The my thing about yeah. the Joe okay. Cocker version is that I almost don't view that as a cover. I almost view it as a different song because it is so drastically different. Like, okay. what would you do if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk on a? And this is. Just Max just saying. What well, would you do? It's different. If I sing Covers out can be pretty. I don't think it's categorical. Do you agree with what he just said? No. It sounds like a cover. I mean, well, look, it sounds okay. very different. It's a. It's a. It is a real. Superstar his own interpretation. By Sonic sure. Youth is one of my favorite covers in general. Is it Superstar? It is Superstar. I just looked this up recently. That's actually. very different than the original. The Carpenters version. Yes. Um still a cover i don't know i mean i feel like it has to be really dramatic departure for it to like not be in the realm of cover any longer i guess you're right I yeah guess you're right. i mean it's really different i agree that's it is really so different powerful, that's why i think it's so cool is because agreed otherwise there really isn't point to doing a cover well that's if not true no, too close if it's yeah, too if it's, close then it's like, like remember what are you when doing? weezer cover i was gonna just gonna say that, that. <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> he's Toto, just yeah. doing the exact same yeah, yeah. thing that's why dumb. is it it was that dumb. That song doesn't now, need to be made. Like the song "Mad World," you know, Ooh, very great different. Cover. That's a great very cover. great cut. I also I a great movie. I also heard, liked heard that version first. Actually, I also like because of Donnie Darko. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brent and I were watching the uh, the Tears for Fears music video of that. Yeah, uh, a few months ago, it is really funny. We started coming up with a backstory for what their idea was for this music video (laughs) because (laughs) what was the backstory? It's so funny because it's a weird video. uh, So uh, the singer, the the two members of Tears for Fears are Roland, um, Roland. Garros. No, Roland. um, (laughs) That's the (laughs) Garth, the tennis thing. It's French Open. Yeah, Yeah, right. French Open. Roland Ozerball. (laughs) And the other one is uh, Kurt uh, Douglas. No, Kurt. Anyway, it's Kurt something. Kurt Smith, I think. Um, Kurt Hammett. I'm anyway, that's Metallica. The yeah, whole yeah. time, Kurt. I know Kurt is, Hammett. I've seen him live. He's singing. Oh, really? Kurt is singing out. He's singing through a window. He's looking outside, and in the distance, <laughs> Roland is just still as a statue <laughs> the whole time. And then, in the middle of the music video, 
it just cuts to Roland and he starts doing these weird dance moves that are hilarious. I can't describe them. You just have to watch it. That sounds so beautiful. It's so weird. He's like, basically we're like, okay, like, Kurt, you just, you'll be in here and you'll, you'll sing out through the window and I'm just going to stand out here like a statue. <laughs> and, um, and he's like, but so you're not going to do anything? And he's like, no, I'm just going to stand here like a statue. Watch, you'll see. It's going to be good. <laughs> and, and he's like, but okay. And he's like, so you'll sing. And then like in the middle of the video, I'm going to do some moves. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to blow moves. people's minds. You know, yeah. You're going to see it. And he's like, all right, let's do it. And then, <laughs> and then our idea was like, <laughs> Like in the middle of the music video when he starts doing the dances, Kurt is looking through the window. He's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's great. I love that. <laughs> but I don't know. That's it, really good. Yeah, that's it's great. a really, I mean, if you, listeners, if you want some context, really look up the music video for sure. Mad World by Tears for Fears because it's really funny. And it's a good song, though. And if too. you haven't it's heard the, the Gary Jules, no, it's actually no, not Gary Jules. It's Ma- Michael Andrews. Michael Andrews. But who is what is Gary Jules? I'll tell who you. Up, I'll tell you because Max, Bren, and I looked this up. So Michael Andrews was commissioned. He he was hired to do the whole score for Donnie Darko. Uh-huh. And one of the things he did was, um, he had heard the Tears for Fears song "Mad World," and he's like, the the director wanted him to do a cover of that or do a version of that. And so Michael Andrews rearranged the whole song and he hired different musicians, obviously, to play the instruments. I think Michael Andrews actually played most of the instruments on the on that particular recording. And he basically worked, he produced this other band before and Gary Jules, not Gary Jules, is it Gary Jules? I'm sorry, I was Gary zoning Jules, out just for a second. Gary Jules is, isn't Gary Jules the guy that, does um oh no it's Gary Glitter no, Gary Jules no is no it, you know, you're thinking of uh, are you thinking of Gary Newman oh yeah I think I know Gary Jules he was just a singer the lead singer of this band that Michael Andrews had produced and he liked the sound of his voice so he hired him just to sing over this cover so Gary this is Jules the Darko cover of Mad World so yeah, Gary okay. Jules is singing on it yes he is so but it Michael, is his, it, you can argue that his it is his version. No, it's not. Well, you the can't. arrangement is this other guy. The arrangement and, and the instrument. Yeah, it's that's Asian. not. It's not his. That's like saying. That's like saying. Oh, you hired this person. That's not true. To to, to sing oh. for your musical. Okay, I'll, I'll give you an example. Perfect. Perfect example. If I were talking about company, for instance, and I was referring to the Lane Stritch version of uh, "Here's to the Ladies Who Lunch," I'm referring to her version of it. That's Boom. not the same. Okay, fine. Point if max. So, okay, would you say this then? Um, you you wrote a musical, and uh, so I, for example, I sang yes. the devil, devil's parts on your musical. Yeah. Um, would you say that those yes. ver- those songs are my songs or your songs? It's your interpretation of those songs. Although, no, I, it's, you your like it's your arrangement. It's your arrangement. He wrote the arrangements. He wrote the orchestrations. Why are we bickering about this? Because well, like it's splitting hairs. Really really but wait, if you were listening, if you, if you went to Alexa and said, I want to listen to Here's to the Ladies Who Lunch, would you say? It's no, I would say, I would wouldn't say, even say that to Alexa. I would say, I would just say, 
Alexa, play Ladies Who Lunch. It's so funny. Like, okay. does Homer ever <laughs> play pool at Moe's? Oh, ever? Well, well, hold on. We'll, we'll not refer to that. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, you can't see that. Uh, in the background is The Simpsons. All uh, right. Yeah, no, okay. Anyway, we are bickering, but this. that is the point, that is the point of, of splitting of hairs. Splitting we hairs. get, yeah, we get to the nitty-gritty. Anyway, that's the point. You'll of, say Ladies Who Lunch by Elaine Stritch. Look, the point is, look up. Mad World by Tears for Fears, the music video. It's really funny. Yeah. And, and, you'll and underst- if you haven't heard it, listen to the Michael Andrews version. <laughs> Watch Donnie Darko. It's a really great, weird movie. You guys, yeah, it is. Kevin, thanks again for joining us on this. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Interesting I really love episode. Talking with you both. Oh yeah, me too. And thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. Tune in next time. Once again, if you like what you heard or saw today on our special edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki, and like to view or listen to more content from us, please visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash splitting hairs, and become an exclusive member today.